Hey, what's up, VOBD family? We are back with a, another podcast episode of the BOBD podcast. And today I'm excited because I have one of my esteemed colleagues and good friends, Wendy Roundtree, with me today. And we're going to be talking about all the things of communication, strategy, um, and how to position yourself well as you're thinking about the new year, you're getting your goals together, you're getting plans established for how you want to scale and maximize things in your in your business, having a strategy and having a plan is essential. Sometimes it's okay to wing it. Other times it's better to strategize. So, hey, Wendy, thanks so much for joining. How are you today? I am doing well, Kelda. I am so excited to be here. And yes, to your point, um, if you have to, you know, maybe we'll allow the winging, but hopefully after our talk today, we'll, we'll help reinforce the, the value of having that plan in place. So thanks for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. So Wendy, we're going to get right into it. Uh, first, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, you are the founder and owner of Jarrell Communications. So first, tell everybody a little bit about you as a person and then talk a little bit about uh, Jarrell uh, Communications. Sure. sure. Um, so uh, my full name is Wendy Jarrell Roundtree. So that's where the Jarrell comes from um, in the firm's name. And we are a consulting agency that focuses on creating strategies that drive social change. So, you know, many of our clients are on the front lines of education, public health, community development, um, and more. And essentially what we do is, you know, many organizations don't realize that what they're sending out and what they're communicating isn't connecting with their audience. And, you know, our team of strategists and our team of storytellers come in and we help organizations ensure that the message they're sending out is both received by the right audience and most importantly, it achieves their business objectives because communications cannot exist in a silo. Um, and so everything we're doing ensures that what they have planned for the business, we're able to help them achieve those objectives as well. And, you know, it's been, gosh, it's probably going on three years now um, since I started the firm. And it's hard to believe that that much time has passed by. But um, I like to say my journey to entrepreneurship probably started even before I knew that this was the path that I was going to take. Um, and, you know, I mean, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My grandparents were entrepreneurs in Haiti. And so I think there probably was always that desire in the back of my head, but maybe the when that would happen, when I would take that step wasn't fully defined until it was right there in front of me. And I said, oh yeah, now is the time. Um, and so we're three years in and I am, I, I can't imagine another way to operate really so so no turning back no no turning back we we are here we are in it um and uh we're i'm enjoying it 
you know, mm. entrepreneurship, it just, uh, it affords me that opportunity to really control my priorities. And so mm. it's, it's just completely different than, you know, the, the nine to five that we were used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm so glad that you talked about the, the not turning back and the, and the going all in full force with something because you shared a couple of weeks back on your social media and it really, really resonated with me. I think you were leading a client event or a client meeting and you talked about um, one of the messages that you left with your client after this meeting was the importance of the why, of understanding your why, establishing early on why you're doing what you're doing. Can you expound a little bit more on the importance of discovering and knowing your why? Yes. Um, if if you know me well, you know that that is my favorite question. Um, and in all forms, uh, why are we doing this? Why are we not doing this? Why not now? Um, and really, the the reason that I that I that I harp on and I stress that message to clients is because it helps them bring them back to purpose. Because it can be very easy to keep adding projects because it's a new year or you have a new manager and they have a new vision uh, or a new social platform is released. So you want to jump on that bandwagon. And what asking why does is it forces clients to slow down, to plan and to move with intention. Um, If you don't, because if you don't know why you're doing something, it's hard to measure its effectiveness. If you can't explain why your audience should care about your product or service, how can um, your communications firm do the same thing? So it really both it really forces clients to go back to the drawing board. Goes it it what is our mission? What is our vision? What is our purpose? And then that should drive all the tactics and the strategies and all the fun creative stuff we do after the fact. But we we need to first answer that first question. But Winnie, that's not fun. <laughs> Yes, it is. Well, well, my mind works a little bit different because for me, it's like a game of Tetris, right? Like I, I almost see the chaos of um, what's happening and I can, you know, it just, this goes here, this one we're going to leave for today. Maybe this one will bring in three, mo- three months later, but um, it can be fun because, you know, w- when you get to that point and you're, uh, you can confidently explain this is who we are as an organization. This is why we exist. This is why people should care about our product or service, especially in um, with a lot of the clients that we deal with. When we're talking about social change, that's a long-term engagement, right? Um, and communications is, first, we need to let them know that we're here. Then we need to build their trust. Then they can move to action. But they can't move to action if we can't justify the message that we're sharing. Um, so it can be fun. It's not, it's not boring. I, I make it fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy does make it fun. I can attest. I've been involved with several events and engagements and workshops that uh, Wendy has led and she does make it fun and engaging. And um, I love that. I love that point that you made about the fact that you're starting there and, and kind of entering into that um, with that kind of a, that kind of a thought process. Um, because oftentimes we do just want to jump into doing all of the things and we're not sure if we've even accomplished anything because we didn't take a step back to establish goals or to even do proper research um, before just simply diving into to task and things. 
Um, so that's that's really, really impactful. Um, kind of, Wendy, I'd love to get your insight on what the first step should be if a company or a small business, you know, maybe they have just been really bogged down doing all the things uh, because they need to generate the income and, you know, they, they're, they're just, they just kind of, they kind of dove in all the way head first with executing um, tactics, right? Executing the things, the activities, and they maybe haven't had a lot of time to stop and flesh out the business plan or establish the goals or establish the strategy. So talk about what the first step should be if maybe you've gotten ahead of yourself and you do want to kind of into the new year, you do want to pause and think more strategically before before you begin doing activities. Yeah, um, I think especially for for small organizations. Well, no, no medium sized to large organizations deal with this, too. Um, the sort of the cycle of implementation and every day you're implementing, you're implementing, you don't have to have time to actually stop and evaluate. Um, personally, I think the first step is to stop and be intentional about whether that is a half day retreat with your staff or if you're a smaller organization, if you need to bring on a consultant in to sort of audit what you've been doing because you can't you can't keep going until you, you've um, been intentional about stopping in your tracks and looking at what's to come. Um, you know, communications, because it is, it has that creative nature, right? Um, I, I think there's a tendency that, well, I can just do this. I, I, I can figure it out, right? But the thing is, you wouldn't just figure out your contracts, right? You're going to go find a lawyer. You wouldn't just figure out your books. You're going to find an accountant. And communications is just as important, right? Because when the message is clear, and your audience is identified and everything is gelling and it's aligned, then you're making an impact and it leads back to um, the bottom line of the business. But if we're just throwing things out there, we start to blame the platform. Well, this doesn't work. I've tried this, it doesn't work. When the message isn't even, it's not even there, right? And so sometimes it's one, stop, stopping in your tracks to kind of look at, look at where you are and where you want to go. I mean, if needed, hire a professional because there's definitely value in that. Yeah, that's that's spot on. And it kind of leads me to my next question about what you think, I think you already answered it, but what's the biggest pitfall that you notice when you're onboarding a new client or if people are just kind of asking for your advice off the cuff about what they what you think they should do with their public relations or the communications, what's that one thing that always stands out to you as the biggest pitfall that small businesses or emerging brands typically make? Mm. Ooh, hardball hard hard question there. Um, I think for small businesses and emerging brands, um, it is very easy to focus solely on the visual aspect of their brand. So they think I need a logo, I need colors, I need um, to know what my fonts are. And all those pieces are valuable. Uh, you know, I don't wanna say that it's not needed. You absolutely need that because a strong visual presence um, sets you apart. However, if you have a strong visual presence, but you don't know, you don't have a succinct story about who you are, you can't explain why you exist, 
Why are you different than your other competitor? Um, and, and quite frankly, why should your audience care? Like, why? I, you know, in addition to why, I always ask clients, so what? You know, they, they, this is our mission. We're here to do this. So what? Like, dig deeper because that is what's going to convert um, uh, people to, to, to become customers, right? Um, it's not just a logo, you know? And, and again, and again, we need that, right? But, but I do think with small businesses and emerging businesses, I see the, the focus on the visual aspect being, you know, sort of the one and only aspect that they invest in. And then they just, everything else is what they think will work without a, without a proper plan in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, kind of working in some of the work that I do as well. Um, that's why I say like, that's not fun. Stopping and asking questions and brainstorming and strategizing isn't fun, but it absolutely can be. And it really does set yourself up for, for success when you are able to speak clearly and succinctly about the value that you're offering to the marketplace. You just, you get a boost of confidence. Like it changes your whole swag when you are able to clearly communicate what you do and why you do it. So yeah, absolutely yeah. agree. Swag um, is a good word. Yeah. Swag is such a good word because you go in and you say, I know what the problem is and I have the answer. Mm-hmm. My business is the answer to this problem. And I know this because I've done the research, I have the data and here's our, you know, here are our talking points. And then you go out and you just, you, you do things a little bit differently versus mm-hmm. Well, you know, this was just something I was doing on the side and mm-hmm. yep, been there. I looked, you know, I have a look, but everything else is not in place. And um, obviously small businesses have that and, and uh, have that issue, but I've seen, I've seen it in large organizations as well, where, um, you know, they've grown so much that oftentimes some of the projects and the initiatives that they are, that have stayed and that remain aren't true to their to their original mission. And so they have to do this, they have to do that periodic stop and re-examine where we are as well. So it's definitely not unique to small businesses. I've seen it in larger organizations as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great insight, Wendy. Um, and another aspect of what you do for your clients and in your firm is to help cultivate relationships. And so um, one of the other things I want to get your insight on was about establishing an online presence. I think we can all agree. We all understand how important having an online brand is, not just for yourself, not just for your company, but also for you as, a, as an individual person, as a brand. Um, but how important is it to like go all in with it, right? Is it more important to post on social media every day and expense all your energy on your online persona? Or is it more important to build real life relationships? Or is it both, right? Because you can't, you know, you, you can only be physically in one place at one time. So which is more important, casting a wider net on social media or taking time to cultivate personal relationships with those in your network? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm going to answer it. Um, I'm probably going to answer it in a way that you're going to be like, Wendy, you didn't answer the question. But um, it depends on your audience, right? It depends on the industry you're in. It depends on the market that you're serving. Um, But if I were to answer it in the general sense, I respect both the online and the in-person experience because both have a 
um, they have their share of advantages and they have their share of disadvantages. Um, I'll share a story. When I first stepped out on my own, I made that first mistake that um, probably a lot of new businesses um, do. I'm going to be everywhere. You know, I'm going to launch this Facebook page, this IG page. And, and I learned very quickly that one, my time was finite, right? And then two, it wasn't yielding the return that the time that the, um, uh, that the time required. And um, so I said, we're going to have an online presence, but it's probably going to be on this platform um, because this makes much more sense for the business. And then we're all we're going to split our time with in person, um, in person engagement and in person experiences as well. And so. I don't think anything can re replace the face-to-face -face interaction with people, um, but there is there is value to being and having an online presence on the platform that makes sense for you. So, so if if you are, you know, I, I don't want to throw out a random brand, but um, let's just say it's deodorant or something or soap. Um, and your audience lives on Facebook. They live there, right? They they have their little Facebook groups and they're always talking about it. But you go and launch a TikTok. So I'll come in and say, well, why did you launch a TikTok? Well, Wendy, that's the latest platform. That's what that's the new thing. But your audience, they're still on Facebook, you know? And so some it's it sounds so simple in nature and you know, just uh I don't want to use the word basic, but very uh, like foundational, like, of course we should ask that question, but sometimes just in the, in the hustle of things, right. We're just, um, organizations are trying to survive. Organizations are trying to keep up, but the way you do that is not just by trying everything. The way you do that is going back to purpose is going back to mission. <laughs> Tell me your face. <laughs> But it's true. That's what keeps you have organizations that are around for 150, 200 right. years. You know, it's because they've they've never shifted from that. So bars, Wendy. <laughs> I call this young lady Doctor Wendy Roundtree because she's so professorial in nature, but not complex. Right? She's not talking over your head. These are clear, practical, foundational tactics you can use in your business today. And now is the perfect time to begin thinking about this because we wanna enter into the new year uh, with on the right foot. So that's such sound insight, Wendy. Thank you, getting back to purpose as opposed to just doing all of the things. So mm -hmm. love it, love it. Wendy, I've so enjoyed our time together. Um, we'll have to do this again soon. Yes. Um, to, to, to kind of dive a little bit deeper in some of the services that Jarrell offers and some of the things that you ha guys have going on. So um, before before we go, tell us a little bit about what uh, what's next for Jarrell Communications. What things are you working on for the new year, and how can our audience get get connected with you if they'd like to to learn more about your services? Sure. Um, for us, we are doubling down on on how we can add value to the mission of the clients that we're serving. Um, as well as the clients that we will serve in the future. Um, the, the traditional prototype um, of the agency is very implementation heavy. So 
So, so finding a way to go beyond that so that we're not just giving clients a plan, but helping them live out their message and walk the walk and being that guide um, is something that we are uh, focusing on for next year um, and moving forward. And, and for us, it's, you know, like I said, for me, it's, it's a pleasure to walk clients through that process because for me, it's fun. You know, and once that light bulb goes off when we're in the workshop, um, then I'm like, yes, okay, they get it. We, we're, we're that much step closer. Um, in terms of contact, um, uh, our listeners, our viewers can uh, visit our website, jarellcommunications.com. Uh, that's J-A-R-E-L communications.com. Um, or just send me an email. I'm at wendy at jarellcommunications.com. I'm always open to hearing and, you know, helping guide where I can um, when it comes to that strategic communications piece and um, asking why and determining that story. So we are an open book. Um, and I'm just I'm just so glad that we had um, this time to chat. And, and yes, we have to do it again because, you know, I could I could go on for about an hour or two or three. <laughs> Um, about this topic. So um, thanks again for having me. Um, this, this was great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Wendy. And to our viewers and listeners, thanks so much for joining us again, BOBD fam. We'll see you again on the next episode. Bye.